Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast, the podcast that is coming late and I apologize, but I'm thinking that we won't be late so much anymore because I was actually doing two podcasts. One was a Love Island podcast and then there was this podcast and the Love Island podcast took up time and I'm done with that now. The Love Island season is over, so we're done with that. And I can dedicate more time to my actual baby, which is this podcast, right? This is what started my whole experience, and that's what I want to keep with it, right? But that's not the only reason why I came late today, or I'm late this week, or whatever. I'm actually like a week behind, something like that, something strange. But the reason why... And there's there's a there's some meat behind this story. So I got attacked by a dog. And you might be thinking, what the fuck? How did you get attacked by a dog? And I'm going to explain to you how I got attacked by a dog. So I do a little bit of jogging slash running slash walking every morning. I don't like the gym and cheaper than a gym membership is just getting outside and fucking exercising so i do that every morning and on one faithful morning i was you know doing my thing put putting along and then around the corner a woman and her dog comes out right a woman and her dog and i'm not scared of dogs right dogs don't incite fear in me in that way so i was gonna move out of the way right i was just gonna move a little bit in the street and i was gonna pass the dog no big deal. And I see the dog starts barking. And I'm still pretty far away at this point. I'm still like a couple hundred feet away. So the dog starts barking and the owner takes it upon herself to move the dog out of the way, right? So the owner is moving from the sidewalk to the street so that I can stay on the sidewalk. And mind you, I had already planned to move into the sidewalk because I feel like I'm not the one with the dog. I have less of strain if I move out into the street. So I was going to move out into the street, right? But this lady, she had to have known that her dog was going to go a little bit haywire, that it was going to get a wild hair up its nose because he was barking. And I didn't think anything of it. And that's probably my fault because I'm not scared of dogs. It wasn't until I got a bit closer that I was like, oh, shit. There's something up with this dog. And I tried to slow down because I felt like if I kept running, the dog would want to chase me. And I didn't want to do that. So I tried to slow down. But then the dog was, you know, coming at me. And this woman is just not strong enough to handle the dog. Like this, this woman was probably like five foot two or something like that. And she was like doing her best to hold on to this dog. And the dog was like a big I don't know exactly what kind of dog it was, but it was a big dog. And he comes, he he gets enough of leverage to drag the woman a little bit. And he gets me in the back of my leg. And he gets me, he attacks me, and I fucking was was done. I was, I was done. I couldn't fight back. I couldn't do anything. I just decided I need to get the fuck out of here. I need to just go. I didn't talk to anybody i just left i didn't even talk to her i just got out of the fucking situation this dog was gonna get me i got out of there as fast as i could right so i go home and i don't know this dog so i clean up the wound and then i go see a doctor right thankfully i was able to see a doctor 
relatively quickly. And thankfully, it was my work from home day. So I didn't have any really responsibilities to anyone at that time. Although I think they would have understood if I told them that I got attacked by a dog. But whatever. So I go to the doctor. Because this dog might have rabies. It might have whatever, right? And I didn't know two things. One, that I live in a high rabies county. I mean, I guess it makes sense once I really think about my county, but I had no idea I would live in a high rabies county. Like, I would think that I would know way more people with rabies if I lived in a high rabies county, but I guess not. And two, was that I had to report my situation since I did go to a doctor. I had to report my situation to, like, animal control or something. So I had to fill out a form, all that stuff, right? And along the ways of the form, like, I didn't know the name of the woman. I don't know what breed of dog. All I know was a big brown dog, and I put the location where it happened. But I was thinking, like, they might take this woman's dog away, right? As I'm filling this out, like, if they catch this woman, they're probably taking away her dog. And that's not really what I want. Yes, she should have trained the dog better. Like, if a dog is going to go ballistic on a human, you probably shouldn't be taking the dogs on a walk. Or you should probably get someone stronger to take the dog on a walk if you know that the dog is not going to act right. Or, you know, maybe take the dog out earlier in the morning when there are less people or less cars or whatever. But what do I know? But I felt like if I had more information and I snitched, that dog would have gone to like the pound. And then what happens to the dog in the pound? Like you never know, right? So I didn't really want to snitch. I couldn't snitch. I didn't know the woman's name. I didn't know where she lived or anything like that. But I was like, I don't really feel right about taking this dog away. Although this dog does need more training attached to it. But anyway, So I do that. I get to the doctor. The doctor complimented the size of my calves. They said they were really big, which was a highlight of my otherwise shitty day. And then, you know, my leg is in pain. I get like these antibiotics or whatever. And antibiotics fuck you the fuck up. Oh my goodness. So I'm on these antibiotics. They gave me two antibiotics, right? And they completely fuck my stomach up. They fuck my brain up. Like I had to go to work the next day, souped up on these antibiotics. And I'm just like trying to focus. And I work with kids. And you know how difficult it is to teach a kid about a semicolon when you don't have any biotics, like the antibiotics killed all your biotics and you need your biotics. Like I didn't realize how much I needed biotics until I took these antibiotics that fucked me the fuck up. I was like dizzy. My stomach was hurting. I was like still in pain because these are antibiotics and not pain medication. But because it made my stomach hurt, I didn't want to take pain medication on top of it. So I was like, I'm just going to ride out with this pain for a little bit. And these antibiotics are just going to fuck me up. And I'm in a constant mix of both pain and disorientation and nausea. And it was just, it was a tough time, right? And I was like, literally, I would take pills that would make me sick. And then I would have to try and go about my day. And I did that for a while. I did that. I'm off it now, thankfully. 
and my injury doesn't really hurt. So that's good. But those antibiotics, man, it really, it really, really just got to me. And I don't take a lot of medicine. Maybe that's why I'm just like not used to it. But I, it, it, I didn't realize how much I needed biotics. Like, I just need more biotics in my system. So like the day after I was done with my antibiotics, I went and got some probiotic kombucha. I was like really trying to replenish my biotics. Like normally I would let my biotics replenish naturally, but I'm so low on biotics and I need them. And I didn't want my organs to, you know, overwork in biotic production. I was like, let my organs take a break they've been handling these antibiotics for a week now let them catch a little z and i'm gonna just provide my own biotics for once so i got the kombucha did that i feel a whole lot better now i don't know if the kombucha actually helped but i like to think i'm at a relatively normal amount of biotics now so that's good and also this medicine i was taking like i got the medicine or like yo this shit makes your skin sensitive, so you need to wear sunscreen also. And it's like, how the fuck do you make a medicine like that? How the fuck do you make an antibiotic and then you say, oh, your skin is going to get fucked up too? Like, there has to be a way to just fix that. That shouldn't be a thing. I, I guess, like, things in the body are connection and maybe, like, the biotics are useful for the skin in some way but oh this will kill all the bacteria the shit that you need mind you and also it's gonna fuck up your skin and you might get sunburned me an africans americans person i'm gonna get sunburned okay i've never been sunburned in my goddamn tiny life and you're gonna tell me like yo watch out you're gonna get sunburned so i was putting on sunscreen i was doing all the things and i'm fine now but that dog shit, it was like, wow. And then on top of that, I'm trying to not get sick just like from like the flu because it's flu season and I work with kids and like every day I see a kid who's like huffing and puffing and sniffling and sneezing. So I got to like disinfect everything like wherever I go because I'm not trying to, you know, catch anything. I'm trying to be in tip top shape. I'm trying to work hard out here. I'm a worker, you know, I can't afford to get sick in this way, right? I was still going to work with a leg that felt like it was going to burn off at times because I had this fucking dog bite, but I, I feel good. But then another dog related expense, because I went to the, the doctor that cost me some money. I have insurance, but it still cost me some money. You know, they're never going to let you just walk in and out for free. This is America. What do you think? You can just live for free? This is America. You can't be doing dumb shit like that. But so I went to the doctor after that. A few days later, my actual dog, who is a chihuahua, he he's he wasn't doing so well. Right. He woke up and he eats in the morning. He wasn't eating. Right. Just woke up. Didn't want to eat. And, you know, sometimes he's like a picky eater and he likes some food more than other food. And you have to, like, mix it all in and all that stuff. But he wasn't eating. And then he was walking really slowly, and he's a chihuahua, 
mixed with terrier we think so he's like a fucking pogo stick like he bounces up and down he literally bounces off the walls and he runs around he has a whole lot of energy and he just didn't have that sort of energy right so he's being lazy he's not eating he's not running around he's not jumping he looks sad and then the nail in the coffin was that his body was shaking like he would stand up and his body was shaking and he was trembling and trembling and all that. So I was like, this is not good, right? So I called the vet and this was like on a Sunday and there was only like one vet that was open. Thank God there was like a vet that was open because I don't know how stressed out I would have been. It ended up being all right. So I can tell this story and not be like traumatized or whatever, but I don't know what I would have done. But the vet was open. There's one vet open. It's across town. So we go. And I take the dog to the the dog doctor. And I tell him the systems. And I had already gone online. I had searched up. Dog is lethargic and trembling. Not eating. What's happening? And they gave me, like, this dog might have a virus. If it's not treated right away, there's 80% chance of death. That's what it said on Google. And I'm like, okay, get this shit out of the way right now. I need to go to the vet, right? Go to the vet, and I tell him the systems, symptoms, and the vet is like, okay. He didn't even think it was a virus. He just grabbed my dog's spine, or he grabbed my dog by his hind legs. He's like working it around, and he's like, oh yeah, this is a spine issue. Like, your dog hurt his spine. And I have a dog who jumps a lot, like I have like an active dog, And sort of, I just feel sometimes that like dogs just like naturally protect himself. But I guess like when he was jumping around, he like tweaked his spine. So he gave me pain medicine, which costs a shitload of money because again, this is America and you can't live for free and neither can your fucking dog. So he just grabbed his spine, knew what to do, just tweaked him around a little bit. And then he's fine now. I'm giving him some medicine, but he seems all in all fine. And it was like, wow, because I knew that WebMD and like all that shit is like hyperbolic. And when you when you look on WebMD, it'll say like you have like the worst disease ever. Right. I was on PetMD and it was still hyperbolic. It was still telling me that it was the worst disease ever. Like they didn't even mention that it could have been the spine that was fucking up the dog. Didn't even mention they went straight to deadly virus. And I was, oh no, oh no. And I think I was justifiably panicked and I rushed my dog to the dog equivalent of the emergency room and go from there. And, you know, I have to take special care of him. My dog hasn't been on a walk in a hot minute. He needs to go on a walk soon, but I want to keep him a little bit rested. So he hasn't been on any walks recently, but we're fine there. But anyway, enough about dogs, right? Enough about me. I want to talk about Instagram for a minute. There's two things on Instagram that were interesting to me. One is Instagram bots. So I don't know if you have Instagram. I don't know how often you perform on Instagram or post on Instagram, whatever. I post on Instagram story fairly often. I like Instagram story. I like doing it. It's fun. I like to make jokes on there. I like to show people what I'm doing, where I am, all that type of stuff, right? And I noticed that if I use like the features on Instagram, like the polls or the questions 
or like the emoji slider, I noticed that I would get people who appeared to be bots voting on my stuff. Like they would interact with my post, but it didn't show that they viewed the post. It just showed that they interacted with it like they would vote on a poll or whatever. And I thought that was really weird. Like, why are these bots doing this? And I realized pretty soon that these were real people who were using bots. Like, they weren't buying followers, but they were buying interaction, right? They were voting on my thing or watching my story just so that people like me would go to their profile. And granted, it worked. I did go to the profile, but I know they're using bots, so I'm not going to follow them. You're not going to buy my love in that way, but that's what I, I figured would happen. But I did a little thing on my story where I did like the questions, like I sent people questions or like I gave the people opportunities to ask me questions and then I would answer them, right? And then one of the bots malfunctioned and the bot told me, the exact website where they got the bot from and it's called storyvoter.com right so i was like okay and i responded to it i was like wow i'm dealing with bots because on my instagram story i've been very open that like there are bots you know coming for me and i think that as a rational person who uses instagram knowing that instagram is owned by facebook i should be very very wary of my privacy on instagram and if there are bots on my page, I really feel like that's something that anyone should be concerned about, right? And I stopped using a lot of those interactive features because I would get bots on my shit. I would get bots finding me and voting on my shit. And I just didn't like that. Like knowing what Facebook is capable of, knowing what stalking social media is capable of, right? I knew that if there's bots, I should not take that lightly right so i stopped using a whole lot of the interactive features but i decided fuck it let's do some questions i'm bored you're bored let's do it and i got a couple of bots and one of them just gave the game away and told me where it was and i went on storyvoter.com right and it's like oh interact with people's stories and it's some type of software i didn't go super deep into it but it's some type of software that finds profiles that they think will like your content it'll find some profile that'll be like oh this is similar to you this profile is likely to follow you right so it finds those profiles and it interacts with your story for you or interacts with their story for you so I guess if you pay more, you get access to more people's stories. But let's say you pay a hundred bucks and it goes to a hundred people's stories. It finds other people's stories that you don't follow and it interacts with them for you. And I don't know about you, but that seems entirely creepy to me, right? Like, how are you finding me? Like, if you don't, if I don't follow you, if I don't have any mutual friends with you, if I don't live near you, if I don't like the same things as you, how on earth are you finding me? That makes no sense to me. And the fact that you can find me rings a little bit of an alarm bell. Like, that should be concerning to people that they can just fire up a program and they can find you like someone out there can find who you are using bots 
and not even know you. They just have to type in a few informations and then they can find you. That's ridiculous, right? And then they would like post like on my question things. They would be like, oh, great story or I love your profile. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You, I know you're a bot, right? And when it comes to the people that use them, like I know people buy followers. I know people use Instagram as a means to make money, right? And I am not against using Instagram to make money. I am not against, you know, being an influencer. I'm not against you advertising things. Get your money while you still can. If you're popping, if people want to invest in you, let people invest in you. Go go get your money. I'm actually happy that you're getting money. I want you to get money, right? I want all of us to get money. There's money to be had for all of us. And I want everyone, even people I don't like, get money. As long as it's, you know, in a decent manner, get some money. I, I fuck with it, right? But when it comes to buying followers or buying bots, like at least to me, it doesn't give me incentive to follow you because I know you're using bots. I know you're doing this through dishonest means and I don't want to be famous that bad right if I'm going to be famous ever if there's ever a moment where I am famous I want it to happen because I did something cool right I want it to happen organically I want people to see me I want people to fuck with me and I want people to do it naturally right I don't want to buy followers or buy bots because at the end of the day like Anyone who buys bots or buys followers, like they get found out. We will snuff you out if you have fake followers, right? If you're using bots, eventually you're going to get caught up, right? Eventually the powers that be or like the public or someone's going to get a little bit too nosy and we're going to find out that you're faking it, right? And then you know, someone's going to expose you, right? It won't. It might be me. It might not be me, uh, but... People are going to get exposed. And then what? People know that you're buying your fans or buying your interactions. You're buying all these things, hoping that it'll work and maybe hoping that one day you don't have to do that anymore. But right now you just look like a fraud, right? You look exactly like a fraud, right? So I have no incentive to follow you after you use a bot to get to my page. And it's very, very obvious that you use the bot that you paid for some other service or you're some sort of master hacker that hacks into things. But most likely you paid for a bot, excuse me, paid for a bot or two and you went and wreaked havoc on the internet for a little bit of time, right? That's what what I see you as and that, you know, it's not honorable. You know, it's not cool. It really isn't. Like, I'm sure you might be a nice person. You might have cool Instagram posts. But doing that, like the very act of buying followers or buying bots, that very act is not cool because you're trying to make yourself seem cool. And the number one rule of being cool is to be cool effortlessly. Repeat after me. Effortlessly. Okay? And then there's another story about Instagram One that's not my story, I believe it was by Gia Tolentino in The New Yorker about the rise of Instagram face. And Instagram face, for those of you who are unacquainted, as I was not acquainted until I read the article in The New Yorker, and I believe it's free. 
I read it without paying for anything, um, was that women on Instagram, and I guess to an extent men, are gradually looking the same, right? And they're trying to look like a Kim Kardashian or a Carl, not Carly Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner, Emily Ratajkowski, all those people, right? I realized that three of the people I said were related to each other, but I think you know what I mean, right? And people are getting those features or they're getting specific features from different ethnic groups. Like there's South Asian influence, there's African American influence, there's Latina influence and all this. And Gian Tolentino and the doctor she interviews goes into better detail and explains it better than I can ever good. So go go read that. I assume you know how to read. Go read it. But it was interesting that I didn't realize it was happening. Because I think I, I follow some of those people or I see some of those people who look very good, right? They look good and a lot of like the enhancements that they do are very subtle or very natural seeming. It's not natural because they use either like Facetune or actual surgery, but they look good and they model, they do all these things, but they're gradually going to the same goal or they're all getting the same procedures done. And again, I'm not going to knock people for getting the money while they can. If getting lip fillers or raising your eyebrows or Botox is whatever you do and you like it and you're going to get money off it or you're going to be happy with it, fine. I'm not here to shit on your happiness. I'm not here to stop your money. But it's just interesting that I never thought about it before. And I was thinking about like, the people who I am attracted to, and I'm not saying because I'm attracted to something that everyone should be that way, but I was thinking about like, yes, I'm attracted to the Instagram face. Like I think that it's an attractive face, but like the people I know in real life, right, who are not famous, right, or maybe expand it to the people who are famous, like celebrity crushes and all that stuff, like they all have, at least in my mind, unique faces like there's something about them that's unique like even if it's not like the traditional beauty whatever like maybe they have a big nose or maybe they have a tiny chin or maybe they have a medium-sized forehead whatever it is right they have something distinct about them like that's you and I think there is a certain beauty in the not beauty if that makes sense not saying that people are or there's not there's a certain level of beauty in the uniqueness that's probably a better way to phrase it right but like there's a certain amount of beauty in like your scar or your mole or your crooked teeth or your nose or whatever right like looking like you or being unique in that way like what's better than that like what better way to stand out than to look like yourself right because you are a unique combination of all your ancestors and all the the sex that went on before you. So being you is is great, right? That's the best way to stand out. And yes, not everyone is going to find you attractive or whatever. But that is, you know, I think the ultimate goal is to stand out. And how do you stand out when you look like someone else? That doesn't that doesn't add up. That doesn't make sense, like logically, right? And I'm just thinking, like, 
going through my Rolodex of attractive people I know in real life, and they all have something about them. Like, oh, you have a small head, or oh, you have a big head, oh, you have kind of big ears, oh, you have a little bit of a gap in your teeth, oh, you have a big tongue, oh, you have tiny nostrils. Like, there's all those things that you can go on and on and on about, and they don't have Instagram face because they're not like famous on Instagram or whatever. But who's to say that Instagram face can't go beyond Instagram? And like maybe people in real life who are not Instagram famous end up having this Instagram face, whether it's natural or not. But it was just, you know, an interesting read. And it was, I believe it's called The Rise of Instagram Face. And I believe it's like, you know, they called it Cyborgian. I think maybe a Frankenstein might be a little bit better comp but i've never read frankenstein so i really can't tell you that for sure but it seemed like i was like oh this is kind of frankenstein-y maybe they made a frankenstein reference in the paper i don't remember but it did seem a little bit frankenstein-y like we're creating the perfect face like we're sculpting and molding the perfect face i will say like the doctors interviewing or that were interviewed they did say that there were certain things that they would not do. Like there's certain things that are just like off limits. Or if a patient requests something that's not realistic, they won't do it. And I think that's honorable. Like you have your limits, you have your morals, your ethics, all those things. That's pretty cool. So I'm here for it, right? I'm here for the doctors doing what they are. And I'm not against Instagram face. I'm just think that if you want to stand out, the best way to stand out is to highlight the features that come to you naturally, right? Whether they're close to in Instagram face or not, right? But if Instagram face is what sells, like if you're not going to get a brand deal because you don't have Instagram face and Instagram face is really not that unobtainable, like it's just like some lip fillers and Botox and maybe like concealer, then sure, go for it. I, I can't tell you what to do. I'm not your dad. But if you want to do, you know, another route, maybe do something that highlights the mold that you have or your freckles or your crooked eyebrows or whatever. But anyway, moving along, it's baseball season, baby. And spring training is underway. The Astros are pretty much hated by everyone. And they tried to apologize and failed, whatever sucks to suck um but baseball season brings out something that probably isn't the most positive in me but it's one of my favorite things to do so i like to troll on instagram comments during baseball season like if the mlb the official major league account posts something i like to do i like to t say something that is absolutely not true something absurd and if you're a baseball fan, once I say something absurd, you'll be like, oh, that's absurd, right? And then what I'll do is I'll bait people to comment me, and then they'll comment back, and then I'll just keep relentlessly trolling them. And it's not a good thing. I don't see think it's bullying, though, because they brought it on themselves. And I never, like, insult people's intelligence or appearance or whatever. I just, you know, troll them just a little bit. And it works without fail, right? It works so good. I'll say th something like Brandon Belt is better than Paul Goldschmidt. 
And then people will just lose their mind. And I think it's really, really funny to see people lose their mind over something that most people would say is absurd. Or if I say it with the right tone, is an obvious joke, right? And I've already done it. I did it once and it worked okay. But I have to slow my roll. Because one time, and this is why I don't do it so much with basketball anymore. When Steph Curry was, you know, being Steph Curry and not injured, I would troll in comments saying that Steph Curry is better than Michael Jordan. That's all I would say. And I got into so many trolly arguments and I got banned off Instagram for three days. I was a three-day banned on Instagram. And you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it to get banned on Instagram for. But it was funny at the time. So hopefully I don't get banned on Instagram or like suspended or whatever. But it's one of my favorite pastimes. It's one of the things like, you know, there's some things that you know are bad for you, but you do it anyway. Like fucking tequila or like an extra donut. Like you just know that it's not going to end out like positive for you, but it's so good that it outweighs all your rationale. That's what it is with me. Like I like trolling and Instagram comments so much that I just I just keep doing it when it comes to baseball. I don't do it with everything, but I do do it when it comes to baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport, and I think like in order to troll, you have to know more, right? You have to know about something to troll about it. And I think I know enough about baseball that I can be an effective troll, and that's what I'm doing. But anyway. This is this next part is something that I think is mostly for me. So I did a podcast a while ago. It's one of my, I think, most listened to podcasts. And it was about the King Nappy. If you don't know the King Nappy, you're probably lucky. But the King Nappy was a Pokemon YouTuber. And I love Pokemon. And I would watch the King Nappy pretty frequently. I thought that he would play through games. He wasn't so much of a competitive Pokemon YouTuber, like he didn't like battle so much as he did play through games. And I thought he was entertaining and I thought he would, he played through them well. So I watched him, right? And then it got exposed that the King Nappy is a terrible person, like talking to underage girls and boys, you know, being a shitty friend, all that stuff, right? So the King Nappy, who basically left on his own, like he left the Pokemon community, if you want to call it a community, but no, I was over it. I said, after what I know about the King Nappy, I'm cool off watching him, right? I can watch someone else, you know, the King Nappy leaves a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth. I'm cool. I'm not going to watch it. That's fine. And I thought that he got humiliated so bad or he got called out so bad or he got canceled so hard that he just wouldn't come back, right? He just wouldn't, wouldn't come back, right? He came back <laughs> and he's making Pokemon videos again, like the same, or I assume I haven't watched him yet, or I don't know, think I'll ever will watch him, but he came back and I saw it on Twitter. Like I saw an offhand comment on Twitter. So I went to see and sure enough, the King Nappy is back and he's getting decent views on YouTube. And I was like, wow, do people not care about what he did? Like, do people 
willing to work past that he's a shitty person and being a shitty person in the King Nappy's case meant talking to underage boys and girls in a romantic way. Just let that marinate for a minute. So knowing that he is a shitty person, do you just not care that he's a shitty person? Is he so talented at what he does that you're willing to overlook that he's a shitty person or do you just not know? And I find it very hard to believe that people watching The King Nappy in 2020 just don't know that he did all these things. People accuse him of pedophilia. I don't know if what he did is by law pedophilia, but it's definitely pedophilic. It's definitely on the on the spectrum of pedophilia if it's not legally classified on as pedophilia, but whatever i'm not an expert if i was an expert i would be worried about myself but whatever so he's doing that and i was like wow what does it take to be truly canceled what does it take to truly have your career in the gutter for eternity right because like canceling on twitter is not the same as canceling in real life but to me if you're canceled that means that you never come back right you are literally not able to make a career in that same space anymore. And when celebrities get canceled on Twitter, they usually come back. I don't think I've seen a celebrity get fully canceled on Twitter and actually lose all their fans. And I thought with someone like the King Nappy, who was not a mainstream celebrity, he was a celebrity in the Pokemon world, but not really anywhere else, right? Not really anywhere else so i thought for sure this guy could be canceled completely he could never come back but then he came back so how hard do you have to be canceled for you to really be canceled how hard do you have to be canceled before people just like burn you at the stake and never want to fucking see your stupid little ugly face again how what does that take because as far as i'm concerned it doesn't exist yet Like, we haven't gotten to that point yet at all. But anyway, moving on. Because, you know, it's disappointing when someone that you like ends up doing shitty things, right? But I want to talk about politics just for a brief moment, just for a touch. Because I see on Twitter, people who, you know, don't like a certain candidate or whatever, or people who are a fan of certain candidates, they're referring to themselves and others as stands of politicians stand being the Eminem term and I just want to say you shouldn't stand any politician I think that's common sense because odds are unless you are that politician you're not going to agree 100% with anything that any politician says <gasps> excuse me just yawned out of almost nowhere But you're probably not going to agree with everything a politician says. You probably shouldn't stand a politician. I'm not saying don't vote. I'm saying do not stand. Don't do that. Don't unconditionally love a politician in that way, right? I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, whatever. Don't stand a politician. That seems like a bad idea. My second thing about politics and 
A couple podcasts ago, I kind of yelled at this a lot, but I don't think I come to this realization until today. For the Tom Steyer, for Mike Bloomberg, billionaires. If you are a billionaire and you really wanted to change the world, say, I have billions of dollars and I really want to make an impact. I really want to change the world here. And you're Bloomberg who has like $60 million. There has to be an easier way than to run for president. Because running for president is hard, right? You have to spend all the money. You have to go on the campaign trail. You have to debate. You have to win over votes. That shit is hard, right? But if you're a billionaire, I think changing the world is probably pretty easy. Just write a couple checks. Write a check. Fix the rainforest. Write a check. You know, end hunger somewhere. Write a check. Give Flint, Michigan clean water. Just write a couple checks. And if you're truly a billionaire, then that shouldn't fuck with you. And you can help anywhere in the world because you're a billionaire. You have the money. You can go anywhere. You literally have the world at your fingertips. Just write a couple checks. And that's all you have to do. Why are you running for president? That's hard. Being president fucking sucks. I I guarantee being president is garbage. It's ass. Why the fuck would anyone want to be president? I'm getting I'm getting emotional again. I didn't I didn't really truly didn't want to do that. But being president is hard. Writing a check relatively easy. Like you can wiki how how to write a check. You can't wiki how how to be fucking president. It doesn't work that way. Right? If you really want to change the world, I feel like you would take the easy way. Just pay. You don't have to be president. Come on. Come on. If you have enough money where you can like buy like most of the United States, just cut the check and move on. That's all we want, really. Like we want the billionaires. If you believe in billionaires or you don't, like on the left anyway, we want the billionaires to like pay taxes and shit. Right. We want the billionaires to contribute to society. If you have a billion dollars, like break off some help the world if you truly care about it, you know. But anyway, I have two more things I want to talk about before I get get out of here. One is Sonic the Hedgehog. Better movie than you think. Sonic the Hedgehog. This is not a huge spoiler or anything, but Sonic the Hedgehog got emotional in ways I didn't think it would be emotional it had Tika Sumter in it in ways that I did not think Tika Sumter would be in it. It really tugged at heartstrings at points and at humor at points. All around Sonic the Hedgehog, a great film, right? One issue is Sonic didn't have any friends. And we all know Sonic's friends are Knuckles and Tails. But they probably cost a lot to animate and voice Knuckles and Tails. So I get it, right? Second... And I'm going to get out of here. And we're going to get back to hour-long podcast soon, right? Now that the other podcast is over, I think, I think I can get in my bag a little bit more. Go a little bit deeper in my bag. But Madison Bumgarner, formerly of my favorite team, the San Francisco, Francisco Giants, now with medium rival of the San Francisco Giants, Arizona Diamondbacks. He used to compete in rodeos a second double life with an, a fake alias while he was playing baseball. During baseball, he was Madison Bumgarner. At the rodeo, he was Mason Saunders. 
He was actually Hannah Montana. He was a literal, real-life Hannah Montana. And I can't believe he pulled it off. He would go to rodeos and he would, like, rope. They said he was, like, roping, like, cattle or whatever. And Madison Bumgarner, if you didn't know, he's, like, from, like, the country in North Carolina. He was, like, a real farm boy. Like, a real, like, corn-fed, big, burly boy. So, it's not surprising. It's surprising that he pulled off the double life with Mason Saunders. And no one snitched on him till now. Like, how good are you at hiding your double life? I have to see a picture of Mason Saunders. Are you wearing a wig? Did you change your voice? Are you wearing different clothes? What's going on? I'm infinitely fascinated now. I mean, the story is in The Athletic, and I don't pay for The Athletic, so maybe I'll never know. But the fact that you're able to pull off a Hannah Montana, very few people are able to pull off a Hannah Montana. I I would say nobody has successfully pulled off a Hannah Montana better than Madison Bumgarner. I don't think it's possible. The double life shit. How many people successfully live two lives? They don't. If they did, you would hear about it more. But they don't. Madison Bumgarner did it. And I think that's something that we can aspire to. Is if you want to put your mind to something, do it. Even if it's creating a fake ID, a fake name, going with a fake prof- or a different profession... And smashing it. They said he even won a competition or two with Mason Saunders, right? And I wonder how he came up with Mason Saunders. Like, because his name is Madison. So Mason, that's not too far of a reach from Madison, right? And then his name is Saunders, Bumgarner. They have a little bit of similarity. But I wonder how he came up with Mason Saunders. Like, was it like, oh, this goes together or... I just need something really quick. Was there any thought put on the name? Because Mason Saunders is different enough from Madison Bumgarner to go undetected. But if you walk and talk and act like Madison Bumgarner, eventually you're going to get found out. You're like a, a star baseball player. You've won multiple World Series. Like people are going to find you out. But he didn't do it for like apparently like five years. Like that's just incredible. That's just something I think we should inspire to. And that's why I wanted to end it here. Like on an inspirational note. That if you want to live a double life. Go fucking live a double life. Abandon your family. Start a new family. Have a new wife. New kids. Do it all. Right? Play sports. Don't play sports. Just have two lives. Two two is better than one. Let's have a second life. Let's do it. But yeah. That's all. I've, I want to leave you with that consider that for a moment just think think it through and yeah thank you for listening i will talk to you next week thank you for sticking with this if you are sticking with it like people like actually download and listen to this which is wild to me um but yeah you just know you're appreciated um yeah love you goodbye